Hello, everyone. Welcome to Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. We're glad you're with us today as we finish chapter 3 of the book of Genesis, and we see the consequences to the first ever sin that Eve and Adam committed in the garden, and the consequences were quite severe, just as God had warned them that they would surely die and Death is something that we will see now throughout the rest of the book of Genesis, and of course, all throughout human history as well. Let's go ahead and begin reading. We're going to start in verse 14 of Genesis 3 and go through to the end of the chapter. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground since from it you are taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve, because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. As we look at these three statements that the Lord makes first to the serpent, then to the woman, and then finally to Adam, the man. We'll see how pivotal, how foundational these statements are to helping us to understand all of the rest of the scriptures and certainly our circumstances as well. A couple things with the serpent. First of all, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. This again reminds us that the serpent was not originally an animal like a snake that crawled on the ground on its belly, but was more than likely a four-legged creature like much of the rest of the animal kingdom, whether livestock or wild animals. Satan, because of what he had done now through the serpent, God curses the serpent to crawl on its belly uh, all the days of your life, eating the dust of the ground. That's one thing, and 
The second thing is, in verse 15, he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring, literally your seed and her seed. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. It's very interesting that we see this going all the way back now. This is a prophecy, if you will, of the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the Christ, the one who would be virgin birthed. And this is so important for us. The theology, the doctrine of the virgin birth is so important in our understanding of Jesus the Christ and who he is and how he is qualified to be the sacrifice for our sin and to also offer the sacrifice for our sin as the great high priest because he was sinless. And part of that comes from what we see in this passage, that Jesus would be the seed of a woman, which is certainly not how we referred to the seed between a man and a woman. All the rest of mankind, including you and I, we are born of the seed of man. We come from the seed of our Father, through whom we are born, born through that seed. And the sinful nature that we all inherit at birth comes from the seed of the man, the seed of the Father. But Jesus did not have an earthly father, therefore he was not born with a sinful nature. He was born of the Holy Spirit and born of the seed of the woman. And Jesus then became qualified to be our Savior, to be our sacrifice for sin. So that second part of the verse, he will crush your head, Jesus the one born of the seed of woman would crush the head or strike the head of the serpent or Satan, and the serpent, Satan, would strike his heel. Satan would watch as Jesus was crucified, thinking he would have the victory, but Jesus would have the ultimate victory through his resurrection. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Now to the woman... A couple of things that happen here. I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children, giving the indication that before the fall, childbearing would have been something that would have been relatively easy in comparison to what women face now in labor and in childbirth. So, ladies, there you go. As a result of what Eve did, your having children would and is something very painful. And I only speak from second hand. I certainly don't know that firsthand, but from my wife, what my wife tells me, <laughs> uh, giving birth to children is a difficult enterprise. I'm sure that's your experience too, if you've gone through that. Then this next phrase, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Now, we don't see this in the NIV, but in other more literal translations, the, the King James, the New King James, for instance, the little phrase will be, that verb will be in the future tense, is italicized, meaning it's not found in the original text, the original Hebrew text that the book of Genesis was written in. So literally, it would read, your desire for your husband. Commentators have said that 
Perhaps this should be better read in the past tense. Your desire was for your husband as Eve led Adam astray, as it were, and as a result of that, he will rule over you. But whether you take it in the past tense or the future tense, the result is still the same. Eve, you led your husband astray, and you might in the future desire to lead your husband, but instead the order that God created for us is that man would rule over his wife, husband would rule over his wife, she would come under the husband's authority, even though she would be tempted, as Eve was here, to usurp that authority. Now, finally, we come to what the Lord said to Adam as a result of his sin. Adam, because you listened to your wife and you ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. As the woman's childbearing was made painful as a result of the fall of their sin, now Adam's work in being a steward of the ground of the earth that God had given them to be stewards over. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. This ground would produce thorns and thistles for you and bugs as well, and those kind of bugs that would make it harder for Adam to raise the crop and the weeds and all of that. And of course, before the fall, Those things would not have been a hindrance to his work. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. And so those are the the three statements that are made to the serpent, to the woman Eve, and to Adam. Verse 20, Adam names his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. And then we have another profound statement here. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Here we have what is the first sacrifice, the first shedding of blood to cover up the sin temporarily. That's what we have here in the Lord sacrificing, shedding the blood of an animal or more than one animal, and to then get the skins from them that he could fashion garments for Adam and wife to hide their shame, to hide their sinfulness, to hide their nakedness. Again, we see this shedding of blood as a foreshadowing of what was to come that would foreshadow the whole Old Testament sacrificial system and then would also foreshadow the Christ, the seed of the woman, shedding his blood to pay for, to permanently cover over the sin of the people that he died for. And then the Lord God sets about to keep them out of the garden, setting an angel over the entrance and the flaming sword over the entrance so that they could not go back into the Garden of Eden Again, we have now the first taste of the consequence of sin. And from here on out, next time, chapter 4, we're going to see the consequence of sin. Chapter 5, 
consequence of sin. Chapter 6, it's going to be every chapter from here on out, the consequence of sin, the consequence of sin, the consequence of sin, until finally we get to that final redemption of Jesus shedding his blood and offering himself as a sacrifice for the sin of mankind. And we thank the Lord for that truth that was promised all the way back here in Genesis chapter 3. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your promise. We thank you for this prophecy of the one who was to be the seed of the woman who would pay the penalty for our sin. And Lord, we don't deserve your grace and your goodness, and yet that's exactly what you offer to us through what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. This promised seed of the woman who paid the penalty for our sin. Lord, I pray that if there's someone out there today who is listening to this now who does not know you as Lord and Savior, they would recognize their own sinfulness and that they would call out to you to simply trust you, to believe you, to put their faith in you so that they might come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ in their own lives, to simply say, yes, Lord, I trust you. I trust that what you have done by shedding your blood on the cross, paying the penalty for my sin, and then rising again from the dead, Lord, that's all I need, and I trust you. I trust you with my life. Lord, thank you so much for your loving kindness and your care and your redemptive nature. It is your nature to want to forgive us and to be patient with us and to provide a way of escape, a way of being saved through what Jesus has done. How amazing is it that the creator of the universe, the king of the universe, is the one who would send his son, his only son, to come and to pay the price for our sin. How can that be, Lord, your redemption? And yet it's true, and we trust you, and we thank you, and we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening here on Daily in the Word. We want to encourage you to contact us via email if you have questions. If you'd just like to let us know how much this Daily in the Word podcast is helping you daily get into the Word and study and understand it and apply it for yourself. Our email address is dailyintheword at yahoo.com. That's dailyintheword at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can also see us on our Facebook page. Simply search for Daily in the Word podcast. Again, just search for Daily in the Word podcast, and there you'll be able to find our Facebook page, and there you could post your questions or your comments or your recommendations. And we encourage you also to share this podcast with your friends and family, whether that be through your own social media or just by word of mouth, recommending people that they find our podcast, again, that's Daily in the Word, 
on all the podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google and iHeart and Amazon and so many others as well. And then also to check out our website at dailyintheword.info. Our website again is at dailyintheword.info. And we encourage you to check that out as well. So until next time, we're glad that you're here with us. We hope that you are blessed for being with us as we daily spend time in God's Word. We look forward to seeing you again next time here. Take care. Take care.